This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. They're calling it the People's Guarantee, and it contains more than 140 promises and will also keep some of the Liberals' biggest spending initiatives. Uh, They are promising to cut income taxes, reduce hydro rates, impose a carbon tax, issue refund checks for child care, take over our subways and build more of them. Of course, I am referring to the new progressive conservative platform unveiled on the weekend. And it's described by none other than the left wing Toronto star as, quote, more heft than left and, quote, a final purging of Mike Harris's common sense revolution and a hearkening back to the very centrist Bill Davis era. Uh, what do you think of those things? The numbers to call 416 360 toll free 1 866 740 But right now, let's go to Vic Fideli, who is the PC finance critic. Vic, uh, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Libby, always a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, first of all, do you agree with um, that reading of the PC platform as being uh, actually even a a little bit left, centrist, uh, trying to shed that old hard right kind of image? Well, what I would agree is that uh, Patrick Brown, our leader, uh, represents change for the people of Ontario. Uh, where we see the Kathleen Wynne is just going to be more of the same. So this is a true opportunity for change. It's a guarantee to the people of Ontario, five main premises of the platform. So we're very, very excited. This is all about for the people, never uh, never again for the insiders. Okay. Uh, do you want to go over those five main, the things you see as the five main? Oh, sure. This is, uh, these are the five that uh, our leader, Patrick Brown, has said uh, we will deliver or he won't uh, seek a re-election. And this is 22.5% lower income taxes for the middle class, 75% refund for child care expenses, 12% more off your hydro bill, $1.9 billion, the largest mental health commitment in Canadian provincial history, and the province's first-ever Trust, Integrity, and Accountability Act. These are the five uh, pillars that Patrick Brown has signed his name to. Okay. uh, Patrick Brown has said that all of this is fully costed. But can you give us some details on that? Because that sounds like big spending to me. Well, uh, when how how you pay for it, basically. First of all, it's an 80-page platform. On page 76 is the full costing. It's there for everybody to see. Kevin Page, the Parliamentary Budget Officer for Canada, retired in 2013, has uh, given his blessing to this. He calls it reasonable. 
that's as good uh, a blessing as you're going to get from anybody in the country that says the numbers work. Basically, they're paid for by scrapping the uh, cap-and-trade tax that Kathleen Wynne has put on, which sends most of our money to either California or Quebec, and uh, adopts the uh, uh, carbon tax that will be uh, imposed by Justin Trudeau, uh, and so uh, with all of the uh, money that was going to Quebec and California, that's the money that will be put back into the pockets of uh, the people in Ontario through a tax cut, 22.5% tax cut, and all of the other things I mentioned, plus you know, 80 pages of, uh, of uh, goodies. And, and, and Libby, uh, for uh, people that are tuned in, uh, of which um, who are members of uh, your organization, of which I am, Dental care for seniors. This is for low-income seniors to uh, provide uh, dental care service. That's uh, one of those other pieces that we'll be paying for. Oh, well, that sounds that sounds good. Uh, but speaking of page 76, uh, the Liberals jumped on that, and they immediately sent out a critique saying, Conservative plan has hidden $12.275 billion in cuts to Ontario families. And uh, they also um, cited page 76. They said that it is a plan to cut services and uh, they're going to make $6.1 billion in unspecified cuts across the government over the next three years. So what do you say of that re- to that reading of it? Well, first of all, they uh, uh, use that in the legislature today. And as I stood up and said to the finance minister, that is a total fabrication uh, they are making that up to scare the people out of Ontario because they, I saw the most demoralized Liberal caucus today in question period. They don't have answers for anything. What we're talking about is that money comes from the savings from cancelling the Liberal cap-and-trade slush fund. That's where billions of dollars comes from. There's more than uh, $6 billion over the next four years that would come from that. And then there are savings from the value for money audit and we're talking about two cents out of every dollar that's how uh, uh, refined this is and so uh, that adds up to about six billion dollars over the course of four years as well none of the first year so they're they're making all that up to scare people but it's all they got Libby it's all they got well surely you're going to have to cut more uh, than than just the cap-and-trade tax. I mean, what frankly does look made up, they said, for instance, they would fire 15,000 teachers and close one in every five schools. But, well, they're making uh, that up. That's just that, that does look not. made up, I have that, to say. That's, you know, that, but, that, but that's so sad, and that's exactly, that's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Patrick Brown, RPCs, we represent ethical government. And I'll tell you, and I'm going to be very rude and very blunt, Kathleen Wynne and the, and the, the uh, Liberal uh, 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 government are politically corrupt. It's, it, they continue to say this. You cannot trust anything they say because they are self-serving. Everything they've done, and, and we've proved this over and over, they do only for the good of the Liberal Party, not for the people of Ontario. And that's why they're telling you those things. They need that to continue to pay their, pay their insiders, Libby. Okay, and and I just uh, just a note for everybody listening. Uh, we are uh, frantically trying to get liberals to respond. Uh, it's not an easy task. Oh, 
wait, we do. So, uh, Vic, uh, thanks for your take on that. I'm going to let you go now. And uh, we've got uh, Deb Matthews coming on, thanks to Vic Fidelli. Let me warn you, I can tell you what she's going to say. I saw a demoralized Liberal Party there today. I listened to Deb Matthews. It's absolutely fabricated. Okay, well, Vic, thanks, but let's listen to her uh, in person and uh, herself. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When we come back, we will have more on the new progressive conservative platform. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to Fight Back. Well, we have uh, sorted out our phones. We're talking about the new PC platform, and we do have the Deputy Premier, Deb Matthews, on the line. Hi, Deb. Hey, Libby. So, uh, I am not sure if you heard everything that Vic Fideli had to say, but basically he said you are making your critique up. Well, he, he, he needs to read his own um, platform. Uh, on page 76, they do a, a costing of what the new promises cost, and they end up with a $12 billion hole. It's it's right there in black and white in the document. I would urge your re- listeners to actually look it up if they want to, on page 76. Well, he, he also cited page 76, uh, which unfortunately I don't have in yeah. front of me, uh, but uh, he said that he's going to get most of the money by cutting the cap-and-trade program and uh, a lot of the rest from a value-for-money audit. So half of it comes from cap-and-trade. But you need to understand that the money that's being raised through cap-and-trade is going right back to do retrofits for homes to reduce their energy consumption, for social housing, for schools, for hospitals. Just this morning there was an announcement at Sick Kids Hospital, money from cap-and-trade that's going to help them reduce their energy costs. That's the whole point of, uh, of the cap-and-trade program. The money comes in and goes out to help people and organizations and institutions reduce their energy costs. So um, that's uh, half the money. The other half, $6 billion, is from unspecified cuts. We know, I was president of the Treasury Board, I know the numbers. I know that $6 billion in cuts is a huge amount of money. They They can achieve that only by cutting services and programs that really matter to people. So whether it's shutting down schools, closing hospitals, uh, a range of programs, but those are things that they will have to cut. So if they can explain where that money's um, going to be cut, I'll have a lot more comfort with the plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, in, in your document, and I have to say this threw me a bit, where you said it could mean firing 15,000 teachers. I mean, they have said nothing about firing teachers. That, that is, does look, frankly, a little made up. Well, what, what they've done has been absolutely silent on where the cuts are. So you can promise all sorts of things. You can promise everything. But if you can't tell me where the money's coming from, then I'm not going to believe the promise. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the, the actual things that they are promising, uh, you know, it, it doesn't look that conservative to me. What's your take on that? Well, I agree with you. They've clearly done some focus group testing. They've, they've got uh, a list of, of items that could be quite popular. But as I said, if you can't show me what you're going to cut in order to have these um, other programs added or, or taxes cut, then I just don't believe it. So it's, um, you know, it's, it, 
it's it's just it's it's I have to say it's it's really bad work on the part of the PC party because they've got to be able to tell people um, the whole story, not just the positive side of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he says uh, that the cap-and-trade money, a lot of it uh, leaves the province, which it does in those credits, so you dispute that. Well, his program, the carbon tax, and, and you know what? To their credit, they are against the uh, very loud opposition of some members of their caucus. They are moving forward with a carbon tax. But let's remember, that carbon tax, their plan actually cost people more, uh, 11 cents a liter on gasoline, for example. It costs people more, and none of that money goes back into actually reducing greenhouse gas emissions. It's, it's, um, it's a very ineffective way of reducing uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Okay. Uh, anything you'd like to leave us with, Deb? I just think buyer beware. I think if somebody promises you something that sounds just wonderful but won't tell you how you're going to pay for it, I think you need to be really skeptical. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, people, I'm going to give the numbers out again. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Do those conservative promises look good to you? Is that going to make you uh, vote for them, or uh, are you now worried about uh, where that money is going to come from? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we have Mike Van Solen on the line. Mike is a political commentator from the conservative end, and he's with Navigator. Hi, Mike. Hi, Libby. So um, you've uh, heard what both sides have to say. Uh, yeah. What do you make of it? Look, I think um, the, the most difficult uh, job was, was Deb Matthews' job, and that was trying to explain away what looks to be a really popular, well-put-together uh, campaign document. Uh, it's been uh, costed by none, none less than uh, Kevin Page. A uh, lot of stuff in there for families, uh, you know, a historic um, uh, funding for mental health. I think it's a pretty impressive document, and I think it's taken people by surprise. Uh, uh, it, it seems like the Liberal talking points haven't caught up with the reality that they've put together a pretty even-handed, smart plan that has a lot for Ontario families, that, uh, you know, the numbers uh, are, are well accounted for. Um, so uh, so we'll see if their talking points catch up with it. But uh, a great day for Conservatives uh, who are really hopeful for a change in government, because I think uh, uh, Patrick Brown and his team have put together, uh, put their best foot forward, and it shows. Um, again, uh, you know, what What Deb was pointing out was that not all that money is coming for cap, from cap-and-trade, and a lot of the money that does come from cap-and-trade is actually used for programs and services. Uh, how would you respond to that? We've, uh, after 15 years of liberal government rule where there has not been, uh, people haven't been sharpening their pencils, I think uh, we can take them at face value that there is a process that they can go through, and I expect that they'll be able to find uh, the monies that they're looking for through uh, a systematic sort of zero budgeting review, and they're going to find monies in ways uh, that I'm going to, I'm going to guess that the average Ontarian will never, never miss. Um, let's bring Patrick Gossage into the program. Hi, Patrick. Patrick, of course, is a political commentator. He is the former uh, press secretary to the elder Pierre Trudeau. He's a liberal commentator and the chairman of Media Profile. Hi, Patrick. 
Hi, how are you? Fine. Uh, what do you make of what you've been hearing? Well, I have to say I've never seen anything like this. I just finished reading it. I spent about three-quarters of an hour wading through it. And, I mean, it certainly is something for everybody document. And I've, I, I've got to say I've never seen a document like this. It, it looks like a magazine. It looks like People magazine. It's got guarantees and a wonderful picture of the leader. And, um, you know, I mean, to fulfill all these promises, I mean, I just cannot believe that any government any, uh, you know, uh, any person that wants to be the leader of this province would put out that de- that amount of detail and, and, you know, and in the end be held accountable for it if he gets into office. It's just unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. We had a red book in 1993, and, you know, I would think it's about a quarter the number of uh, engagements that this has. So, I'm just overwhelmed by the amount, the detail, and the, you know, reaching out to everybody. It's a, it's an incredible document, and I don't envy the, 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 I don't envy Brown if he gets into uh, office having to, you know, be responsible for all these promises. That's just my initial comment. In any case, are, are you saying you don't believe it, or you're saying uh, you're impressed? No, well, I'm impressed, but I think it's, I think it's one of those things that's going to be. Like, it's a mountain to climb for any government. I mean, there's so much in it, and there's so much money involved. And, I mean, I know it's been looked at by old Kevin Page, which is not a bad deal at all to get somebody like that to say that the fiscal assumptions are sound. But, you know, the <clears throat> the savings that you were just talking about, they're going to have to be a lot more savings to pay for all this. And uh, it's going to mean you know, a reduction in services for sure. I don't think there's any doubt about that if, if it's all put into, uh, you know, if everything's put into play, you know. I don't, I, I can't see any way that they can, you know, fulfill all these promises without cutting other services, you know, to get, you know, for the $500 winter tire credit. I'm just getting my winter tires. I mean, there's something for everybody. It's just a, it's a raining of benefits for Ontarians. That's for sure. And, oh, you know. Okay. Before we uh, get to the phones, because people are waiting for their comments, Mike, do you just have anything quick to well, say about they, Patrick's yeah, comment? Yeah, this is great. I mean, I you know uh, I know Patrick, and and uh, this just sort of shows. I think the liberals today are, are struggling to find the narrative and and how they criticize this plan. It was well done. I think the even the format of the document is is sort of breaking with traditions of these of uh, platforms with the picture, the promises right on the front, and uh, there's a lot to digest. Uh, but it's. Uh, uh, I, I think it's exciting for conservatives. And, well, it's uh, one of the better marketing pieces that I've ever seen. And you know, if you yeah, if you we'll trust marketing, <laughs> then you know, good for you. You're going to love this. You know. Okay, guys, <laughs> guys, hang on. Uh, people rely on marketing. Let's people people are waiting to have their say. So let's go to Don in Toronto. Hi, Don. How are you? Oh, not bad, Libby. How are you? Fine. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, I'm just listening to uh, that last gentleman uh, that came on, and I heard. Deb talking, you know, and Deb says she doesn't trust the, this program that they're bringing forward for Canadians. Well, let me tell you one thing. The Liberal government, we're going to reduce our insurance by 15%. You know, I've been driving for 49 years, never had an accident in the last, I don't know, 25 years. My house insurance went up, my car insurance went up, and the Liberals say, 
oh, we look after you. Well, where's my 15%? And she says, oh, she doesn't trust the Tories. Okay, yeah, well, we, well, well we know who you the kettle black. That's the pot calling the kettle black. You know, I mean, I think what he raises is a good point because promises, and despite the guarantees, of which there are only five, promises are promises. And there's a major distrust amongst Ontarians and all across the country for political promises. I mean, you know, they're generally, when people get into power, oh, well, you know, there isn't enough money and we can't do it. And, you know, he's quite right. I mean, promises are often empty. Okay, well, I mean, uh, let's... This is a, this is a liberal... Pro- I mean, he, he points out an interesting one. I mean, the, the, the 50% reduction in auto insurance was a promise that was made uh, to, to keep the liberal government afloat. Like, if they, you know, that was that's certainly one uh, promise that uh, you would have hoped they would have worked really hard to, to do because the NDP offered their support uh, on the basis of that promise. So, uh, it, you know, I, I won't be too unkind. I, I get that uh, auto insurance is a difficult field, and I get, uh, you know, governing is a different difficult uh, uh, difficult task. But, um, uh, you know, so so it it will strike, I think, people a little bit rich if, uh, if sort of the liberal narrative uh, coming out today is just... That you know we can't. Well, I'm not. I'm not the liberal merit narrative. I'm. I'm an observer. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Hang on. Let's go to Joan in Oshawa. Hey, Joan. Hey, Libby. How are you today? Fine. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. To start with, I'm not a member of any political party. Okay. Uh, I agree with uh, your uh, guest there, Michael. Um, Thank you. The, the problem is when the the liberals have been in so long. And they've jacked up everything, not just hydro, but uh, insurance. Everything has been jacked up. And there's no relief for the ordinary person at all. So, and uh, somebody said that, uh, oh, that uh, the promises of uh, Mr. Brown are impossible to keep. Nothing is impossible if you do it the right way and you put your mind to it. Okay, Joan, I think that's an interesting comment. Thanks for your call. Let's You're go to welcome. Jim in Hanover. Sorry about that. Hi, Jim. Hi. Uh, yeah, I never heard any mention for the poor old pensioners, other than getting your teeth fixed. Uh, well, that's, uh, that, that's better than uh, nothing. The pensions, most of the pensions are, of course, a federal thing. Yeah, I know that. But uh, the other thing I wanted to get on was uh, the property, ta- property taxes. That's municipal. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because they're getting so far out of hand, it's ridiculous. We've jumped from about 2,500 uh, over a four-year period. Now we're up to about 4,000. Really? In Hanover? Yeah, and that, this is just on the outskirts of Hanover. Wow. <laughs> it's getting to the point now that you can't afford to, to own your own house. So all pensioners who paid for them back in the 60s and 70s are now going to find themselves taxed out of the houses. And you think the hydro was bad? Well, uh, we're paying over $4,000 just to live in our own home that we've been here for since 82. So, you know, given this new platform, Jim, uh, does that change your thoughts on who you might be voting for? No, I think I kind of made my mind up on that. Um, I don't trust the Liberals, don't believe them. And uh, the NDP, she seems to side with the Liberals all the time. And I'll go back and give the Conservatives another chance. Okay, Jim, thanks for that. Right, thank you. Bye. Uh, uh, before we take a few more calls, uh, anything from our uh, observers, commentators? 
you know, well, I don't know. I mean, I just ahead, think there's a, there's a cynicism out there, and, I, you know, if Patrick Bowne can rise above that, and if we're talking really about change, and, you know, um, uh, and, you know, change is like a great, you know, train coming down the track, in my view, and uh, the Liberals are going to have to work awfully hard to regain the trust of Ontarians, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm sure you I tend, agree with I tend to, Yeah, I, I do agree. And I, I, th- I think trust is going to be, for different reasons, I think trust is going to probably be the ballot question uh, in, in some respects. You know, do you trust, uh, you know, the, the, the Kathleen Wynne government will, uh, uh, you know, keep its promises, maybe change course on some of the areas they've had difficulties? Uh, and on the flip side, do you trust Patrick and, and this platform, and that they can really diff, uh, deliver sort of different government um, uh, that they'll keep up with their their own promises. So, well, it's a I very think, progressive platform, and I mean, you're going to have two progressive platforms fighting each other. It's it's going to be very very interesting. Okay, uh, let's get back to the phones. A lot of people have something on their mind. Uh, let us go to Stephen in Parkdale. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Libby. How are you doing today? Fine, you're on the air. Okay. I believe Dev Matthews, I believe Mr. Fidali, but you can't trust either one of them. So maybe one should be voting NDP. <laughs> well, there you are. You know, the Toronto Star and, and a few other critics of the Conservative government, um, you know, recently uh, were trying to call the PCs uh, to task for not having a platform, for being so uh, silent on what they're uh, what they're standing for. So, um, you know, I think it's it's interesting to see that they it was and it was somewhat unexpected that they put the platform out this much detail this early. So, uh, you know, I hope people uh, look at it and get you know uh, with. Uh, you know, look at it honestly and and, and uh, evaluate what's there. Uh, if nothing else, they've uh, they haven't shied away from from presenting policy and presenting a plan well out from the election. Uh, so I think a lot of people are going to have a chance to to really look over this, to hear what uh, the PCs uh, Brown and others have to say, and and evaluate for themselves whether they uh, whether they deserve their vote. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could have knocked me over uh, with a feather when I was reading the Toronto Star this weekend and seeing two stories in a row really positive about Patrick Brown and the Conservatives. And, you know, according to them, he was this really scary social conservative, um, you know, that wasn't that long ago. So um, I thought, wow, uh, (laughs) that's interesting. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I know we could, t- you know, I, I'm sh- I expect throughout the election, people will go back and, and point to some of his social conservative votes that he made as a federal MP. Um, you know, you, you can't change that fact, and, and he'll have to explain explain it himself. And I'm sure he'll have ample opportunity. But what what I does strike me is he does seem very comfortable in his skin um, with this sort of, you know, this agenda. So, uh, you know, I always believe authenticity is one of the great shields in, in elected life. And if this is uh, if this is a representation of the authentic uh, Patrick Brown, where he is today, um, you know, it's going to serve him well. Yeah, I, 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 I um, uh, I'm not sure. You know, I've, when I ask people, uh, some people, um, I don't know, they they don't find him authentic. But you know, all of that stuff can change really quickly. Changes on a dime in politics. 
Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he's doing yeah. he's also doing the right thing. He's going to travel around and he's going to, you know, get out of Toronto and, you know, and talk to people everywhere in Ontario and I mean that's a tried and true tactic, that's for sure. Okay, let's get back to the phones. We've got uh Greg in Pickering. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, yeah hi Libby, thanks for calling take my call. I uh I just want to make a couple of comments about some of the people you had, the political individual uh, that uh, was representing or talking uh, on behalf of the Liberal Party. I think he was an assistant or something to Trudeau way back, and he referred to 1993. That, he's still here. That's, Pat, that's Patrick Gossage, and he is on the line, and he will yeah. respond to you. Yeah, don't be too hard well, on me, please. Well, I, I do remember very, very clearly that 1993 Jean Chrétien Little Red Book. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening would remember two of the major, major points that he was trying to make. And that won him the, the election back then. I will scrap the GST and I will tear up NAFTA. Remember that? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Those are promises that the Liberal Party, both federally and provincially, are famous for making. And then they don't deliver it, and people seem to forget completely. You know, well, it something? wasn't tearing up I NAFTA, think it's but anyway. I think a change in this, in this Ontario. And I believe all the critiques and so on that's going to go hurling after Brung, they, they're talking through their hats. They just don't want to see a change. And I think it's time for a change. Well, why okay, you, why okay let's, uh, let's let Patrick respond. Else? Sorry, Patrick, go ahead. Why do you believe Brown more than you believe in? I mean, he's a, they're all politicians, you know, and this is an incredible array of promises. Do you really think he's going to keep them? I guess that remains well, he, to be seen. To, he's promised to be fired if, uh, if he doesn't. No, so, no, I mean, no. That's... He's only made five guarantees, uh, oh, yeah. but the yeah, rest are just, cornerstone you know, ones. like everything else. Like, well, you know, isn't five anyway. guarantees a lot for a politician, Patrick? <laughs> well... <laughs> yes, I guess so. I don't know. But I mean, you know, the rest is the rest is, you know, just an incredible amount of expensive padding in my view. And if he gets them all done, good for him. But I mean, I just I just, you know, trust is I mean, you know, Mike's right. It's all about trust. And if you trust this guy more than uh, more than Kathleen Wynne, well, good for you. But I you know, I hope you're not disappointed. Oh, you know what? At the end of the day, we're uh... I think that you always end up disappointed. It's just a matter of about how long it takes. Or how much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's go to Sharon in London. Hi, Sharon. Hello, Libby. Um, I just wanted to uh, make a comment. Um, all the parties seem to be um, giving all these things that they think that the, are going to help the middle class. Um, what about the lower class and, and the uh, senior citizens on a fixed income? I don't see a lot for them from, from any of the parties, and, and why do they keep um, giving things to the middle class, and the ones who really need it are the lower class and the pensioners? Guys? I, you, yes. Well, I, I think it's I, a I good point, and I mean, I think the housing strategy that the federal liberals just brought out is very much targeted at the uh, people in need, and uh, it's, it's, it's a good sign, I think. Uh, but I, I kind of agree with you. I work uh, I work in in Regent Park in Toronto, and uh, you know we've been waiting a long time for uh, governments to recognize the needs of the really poor and the people who are living on fixed incomes. Yes, I think that's where they they need to uh, because it's been a lot in the past few years for the middle class, 
and they're forgetting about the, the lower class of people who really, really do need some help, especially with the rising costs of everything. It's not just hydro. You go buy groceries or anything. Costs keep rising and rising and rising, and, and senior citizens on fixed incomes, theirs doesn't rise like that. Yep. You... Well, there's a very, there's a very generous daycare uh, plan in this program, which... Uh, which I found quite interesting. Um, anyway, um, which yeah. is you know ch- targeted at people who have to work. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think the dental program for uh, low-income seniors uh, was a thoughtful touch. That's a difficult area. You know, often people think, you know, dental health is a real. Um, you know the division between what low-income folks uh, can do with respect to dental care and and middle income is is a big uh, uh, you know a, a big divide, a big difference. Um, and so uh, I, you know I, I like seeing that piece for seniors. I think uh, I think that will do a lot. Yeah, it is uh, it is kind of thoughtful and and you know it's interesting people. You know, even people say if they lose their jobs or something, uh, you know, they don't have their teeth looked after. And that can lead to serious problems. And it also can sometimes be an indicator of a serious health problem. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Why why isn't there something on welfare here, which, uh, of course, was cut back, you know, so severely by Harris? I thought that in the spirit of this, there'd be something on increasing welfare payments. And certainly the current government's looking at that but you know it's it, you know when you think of the number of people on welfare and how that was exploited by Harris uh we're 15 I'm years, a bit surprised that there's nothing for that. welfare recipients. you know he, he hasn't promised he hasn't suggested he's cutting it or anyway so um well, okay so let's take for that yeah let's take one more caller we've got Jane in Blue Water hi Jane Hi, good good afternoon, I guess it is now. Yes. A wonderful listening to this new platform of the progressive conservatives. I listened to Patrick Brown debate uh, in the House of Commons, and I'm um, always impressed that he challenges Kathleen to answer the question, but quite often she skirts it. Um, I noticed last uh, election that the map of Ontario was predominantly blue. There were very few red dots, but they held enough votes to put the Liberal Party back in. And I'm hoping that the infrastructure will not swing the vote this year, uh, or this coming year, I should say, in, in uh, 2018, and that people will really look at those um, um, reports that are coming out from each government and decide whether or not they can really invest in another Liberal government. Okay, Jane, thanks for that. Um, Okay, uh, that is about all the time we have for this segment. Um, I'm sure we will revisit it, but before we go, uh, uh, starting with Mike, what would you like to leave us with on this? I think there's a lot in this document. Uh, I think it's been really well done. Uh, the, the last caller just referenced, you know, I think the division between urban and rural. And I think in particular, I, I encourage 905ers and people in Toronto itself to consider the promises made around uploading uh, subways, for example, as a way to really, um, really support people living in more urban areas. I think that's a uh, uh, that's something that could make a real difference in uh, how we get around town and how we build out um, subways uh, in the 416 and 905 areas. And um, 
And if uh, I think if people in the 905 are in particular are willing to kind of look at the Conservatives again, um, you know, that might be the type of promise that can make a real difference. Uh, before we get to Patrick, uh, we haven't even touched on that, people, but it, it's interesting. That was a big one. A yeah, big a one. big one. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how much it affects uh, our audience, but it's having the province control all the transit. And uh, it's interesting that the Toronto Region Board of Trade has been working on that for a very long time. And, and this morning they came out with their press release. And I think their plan is uh, more comprehensive. But it's interesting that Patrick Brown is in sync with that as well. And sorry, Patrick, I was cutting into your time. What would you like to leave us with on well, this? I mean, I think, you know, this is a shot across the bow of, of the Liberal Party. No doubt about that. It's a big one. It's a and it's a very cleverly uh, articulated and presented one. Um, my my thought to, that Mike perhaps would agree with is that there's a lot of stuff in there that this government could actually do. And, you know, will they steal from it? Because, you know, there's some stuff in there that's very attractive. And, uh, I mean, that's something to watch out for. Uh, and uh, I'm just amazed at how... Patrick Brown is, uh, you know, divorced himself entirely from the Harris, uh, you know, the Harris legacy, and uh, I think I think it's going to be a really interesting election and much more, much more, uh, you know, f- uh, closely fought than I think a lot of people would have thought. So how's that for being? You know, not a partisan jerk. You know? it's, it's okay. I, I, you both can be partisan. Uh, you both have different views, and thank you both. And I'm sure that we will be talking to you both uh, again many times on this very same yeah. subject. Bye bye, and thanks. Bye. Thanks so much, Libby. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we are going to be talking about a new report from food banks. Some of our callers were talking about what uh, lower income people need. Uh, nearly half a million people had to use food banks, and a big driver of that was the high cost of housing. We'll be talking about that when we return. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.